live episode 17 of the obsessive conversive podcast <laughs> so for right. those those of you that don't know me personally that are listening uh, i worked with pat about between 18 and 20 years ago over in upstate new york um pat why don't you start off by just saying sort of what you're up to what you do what you've done what <laughs> who you <Yeah>. are <laughs> Well, let's see. I'm a dad, first and foremost, living in Southern Norway. Um, yeah, I had kind of an acting career back in the States in the 90s and stuff. And uh, yeah, I live in the South of Norway. And, and uh, whenever I can do uh, theater stuff with kids at schools and stuff, I'll do that. But pretty much, um, yeah, I... Uh, did it for like actually with a company that, that got its name from Hampstead, the Hampstead Players. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were called that, but they were based out of New Hampshire, and the right the guy who wrote all the most of the uh, story the plays uh, was English, and I'm still a good uh, a good um, friend with the family and his mom, who is a Holocaust survivor and has written a book, and um, yeah, just helped pass Holocaust laws with the governor, with the Republican governor in New Hampshire. I mean, this is an incredible woman still kicking at 82, cancer survivor, stuff like that. Anyway, so, but, uh, the, uh, so in the States and then I, uh, I back and forth to Italy, living there. And, uh, and then I uh, did uh, a, a thing, uh, a camp with, uh, uh, for homeless kids up in New York. And that's where I met Darren. And that was in two, 2002 was the first time we, we met. And um, just uh, got to be a, the, like the, uh, the uh, theater counselor guy, goofball. And uh, yeah, and uh, that was just amazing. Heavy duty, heavy, um, but we expected not less kind of, you kind of didn't know what to expect actually. And, yeah, it was, uh, uh, that was a, uh, it was a, a crazy sort of roller coaster ride for me because I ended up doing four summers um, over yeah. there, and um, I didn't really know what I signed up for when I, I, I just knew I, I wasn't ready to even think about going to university. I, I hated the sort of in between stage between high school and uh, university. It was um, over here. We our college is sort of the the go between. They, they call it a sixth form or you go to like a technology college or there's usually an in-between two years that you have before you go to university. And yeah. I didn't get that. And when, when I, when I finished my um, diploma, um, I was just like, you know what? I hated this last two years this summer. And there was a, there was a poster up for something called camp America which sounds like something that's out of the village <laughs> but in New York. <laughs> but, um, no, it was, um, I just sort of signed up and I was like fingers crossed that I'd be going to sort of California or New York. 
And the first job offer I got was from Jen at Camp Wakanda. So I took it. Um, and it was with homeless kids from uh, New York City, taking them out into the wilderness and sort of doing camping and stuff. And I was, I was offered the role of a sports counsellor. And so I thought, well, you know, that's sort of what I've specialised in anyway. That seems up my street. But I also, at the same time, I had no idea of what I was going to. You know, you've seen the the movies with kids going off to summer camp and stuff. And I'd say that Camp Wakanda was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a load of um, wood huts dotted around. I'd say it was a fairly big campsite, to be fair. It wasn't ginormous, but it was, was, it was nice. It was yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was nice in a, in a simplistic way. And, very, very. And it was after, well, it wasn't even after the first day. It was almost as soon as I arrived, I was like, yeah, I like this. I like the fact that this is like proper, other than being in a tent, this is as close to camping as you can get. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it was hard graft. Like every, the counselors did everything. There wasn't, I mean, obviously you had the maintenance guys that, you know, if a, if a door falls off, they fix it. But if you remember from like the sort of the first moment you, you arrive at camp, you, I mean, I've got a few different perspectives because I I did two summers where I was the assistant director. So I was getting there before the counselors. So getting even more of the camp ready. Yeah. But if you remember those first, like, it seemed like few weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I can't, I can't picture in my head just how long <laughs> that actually was because it seemed like you were getting up for like seven in the morning. Yeah. You'd be getting a strimmer or a rake out. Yeah. Or you were getting a pot of wood stain. You were getting the drills to put the signs back up that had to be taken down as soon as the camp finished. Yeah. Um, Dodging bats left, right, and center. <laughs> Fly, flying squirrels and chipmunks. That was everywhere. cool. The flying squirrels. That was. Yeah. So um, it for me it was quite um, quite eye opening, but it was like a massive learning curve for me because I I was eighteen. I wasn't. Right. I was only just eighteen the first year I went. So actually thinking about it so the sec the second year that i worked with you i was assistant director wasn't i It was only the first year i was the sports counselor yeah um and yeah it was a it was a steep learning curve because it was still living with my parents hadn't traveled anywhere on my own i mean possibly to sort of london and places like that but it's not hard in the ibiza come on you went to ibiza (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I didn't though because my, my 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 parents had a uh, had an apartment out in Malta which is just below Italy mm-hmm. and I sort of just went on holiday there every every year from about nine ten years old yeah so I was you know any sort of international traveling I'd done had just been with my parents and there I was just packed my rucksack and I'm off to New York City. I land in New York City and sort of hit the ground running. That's but, it. But um, yeah, it was a steep learning curve. And I, felt, I, I said this to Croydon um, last week when I spoke to him. 
in a big way, and I mean in a huge way, I'm so glad that I did it the way that I did it because I found that I could almost reinvent myself before I'd invented myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So you have these expectations when you're sort of, I mean, I don't, I don't know what class that I'd be put in, but I've always been, like, I've never been short of money, never gone without anything, always been able to play the sports that I wanted to play. So I've never really had any hardship. So that that part of getting there, and it's like, well, you don't have to be that person. You can start reading, you can start. And you had the time at camp, I felt, because it was quiet. There was no internet back then, or if it was, it was in its very rudimental stages. You're in nature. Do you, do you know what I mean? It was, it was, for me, it was great. And I suppose you must have a completely different perspective because, I mean, how old were you when you when you got the position over there? Did you go? Oh, just we cut. just cut you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've 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 sort of paused my end, but I can still hear you. Ah, you're back. I'm back. Yeah. No. This, ha um, this happens every episode. Yeah, actionated on stables. Yeah. No, it's, um, <laughs> I think I was like, uh, let's see. Uh, I think I was 34. 34. And uh, as you can hear me, I'm going to keep talking. And um, yeah, and my, uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, I, I was just looking for something like, because I had spent so much time in, in Italy, you know, um, I would do children's day, I would do a season or like a, 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 well, a season, you know, either spring or fall. And then I'd go, go I remember I lived, started in Napoli, Napoli and and uh, in Naples and uh, I lived in Florence to actually get intensive I lived in Rome I actually did children's theater in Italy for a couple weeks and um and then uh what do you call it uh oh just had friends up in the north and stuff uh so I was lear learning the language coming back and forth and then having good friends up in uh, the in Belgium and in the uh, in uh, Norway so um I just really like I, even though I come from California, I just always like traveling and getting out, you know, oh, why, why would you want to go? It's like, dude, after my first tour in 1994 and seeing middle America, cause I went from, you know, it was from like, uh, you know, San Francisco where I live to all the way to Ohio. I think it was Chile coffee was the old capital. That was like the farthest. And then almost all the States in between my first tour. Um, but I just got to see such a, a variety of people, albeit similar, Americans and stuff like that um but and I had already been to Europe once in 93 so the idea that the, there was just such a uh there's such there's such a uh bounty a, a such a, a rich cultural distinction even from small town to small town in ideas and dialects and stuff like that I just really got into that I love that stuff and um and but I I always loved i lived in philly for a couple a uh, couple months one time in 1990 and i just love you know really uh trying to gentrify neighborhood <laughs> so i was like me and two other white guys and like oh i felt honored to get a, a 
to live where we lived, where, where it, was, it was kind of a beaten down neighborhood. Of course, you know, it's, you know, they're trying to gentrify, but I was like, oh, this rent was cheap. And I was so happy. And I just love going to my neighborhood, walking over South Street Bridge through Penn University and just saying hi and go, going home at night. And then just f- feeling like I'm here. I'm saying this is my neighborhood it, 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 as, as much as I could say that or feel it, blah, blah, blah. Anywho, but I didn't grow up. Uh, I grew up pretty, you know, in a, in a pretty Caucasian-ish uh, suburb type outside of Los Angeles. So, but and so I'm loving on I've, oh and this was 90 before I like I said went to Europe so I always loved on the variety of people the, the people the variety people bring to other people to the variety inside of them and uh so I was looking for something that would be um I had already done a summer camp in Capua the, the year before something like that or two years before and I was looking for something that would I could I could really make I feel like I could make a difference um, but also would be not just be this, you know, summer camp that's well paid for by the parents, you know. It, yeah. Because, um, yeah, I got I don't didn't have any time for that. And then I saw Wakanda and I was like, oh, my God. And um, this is great. And got the job through Jen. And uh, and then uh, this experience was very similar when it came to getting there and going, you know, I, I remember before I stayed at my friend's house. Uh, Max in Brooklyn, and he was a school teacher, a uh, uh, theater teacher. And I was asking him, and he turned me on to Via Spol- uh, uh what's her name? Spolin's book on theater games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I want to do this right because I don't, I'm not a teacher, I'm just a goofball, but I'm going to have the role as a teacher. So for me, it was kind of almost similar in a sense to trying something completely new that I was not sure of but i knew i i really wanted to stretch stretch it and uh, hopefully use whatever i had uh toward uh toward helping it and uh and uh, you know you know building building what i had and, and making it blah 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 so but when i got to um when i got to uh camp i think the one thing that grounded me out was like you know instead of boom you're on was more like uh you know the, all the raking and stuff yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, hi baby. Um, and then going in and going into the theater where my stuff was going to be. So it's like, cause I, again, I, I, I knew about costumes. I knew about having to like minimize and economize and live out of a van. Practically we just stayed in hotel rooms and you always had a, a female partner, vice versa. And we live on the road for months. So I, I knew how to do that. So then I would go in and I check, okay, what costumes do I have? If I'm going to do anything, I don't have any ideas, but, and I remember going in and going, oh, okay, this is the mice got to these mm-hmm. or this, you know, the, these paper, these, uh, cart, um, pay, uh, yeah, but yeah, they're downstairs. Oh, uh, they're down on the table. Okay. I love you. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I'm thinking in uh, carton, what's the word, pa- pa- paper paper boxes. Yeah. Those were not mouse worthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, being, and then finding out, was there a curtain? Oh, there's no curtain. How are we gonna do that? Hey, it's curtains for you, Mugsy. Oh, they're adorable. You know, it's like, I wanted to uh, at least have it. So it was, I kind of had an idea of what, uh, I had some kind of structure, even though I'm not a very unstructured person, but some kind of idea. And that's, I could just reach for something quickly. And that kind of grounded me out. 
the first year was really important. Um, so that was cool having that um, and stuff uh, before the kids arrived. Because mm -hmm. if I had to do that when they were there at the same time, <laughs> I'd have been like, all right, here you go. Whoa. I'd have been like a Rip, uh, what's his name? It's not Rip Taylor who throws a confetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I love that guy. It's great. <laughs> um, um, we, we ended up with a curtain though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, um, I, I think we they had one or something. And then I asked uh, if we could set up a cable. And then uh, Peter set yeah. up a steel cable. Yeah. And it was actually had uh, some kind of pulley system where you could pull it back and forth. But that after, that didn't work so great. So after a while, it was just hand closed, hand open, whatever. Yeah. But we had curtain. Yeah, yeah. And nice. uh, to, 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 yeah, after a while, I think you're right. We had it. But it, it was, it was. Accommodable, accommodable. Is that anyway? Uh, to have that stage, almost like a high school gym or a, 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 an old uh, GPS type of uh, New York school uh, gym stage where you could sit on the floor or bring, yeah. bring out the chairs. And I just loved that. That was yeah. great. I saw some pictures of the, the dining hall as well yeah. uh, recently, and that, that's all being closed in now. No way. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah oh, that's why is that? Do you have I, any, any... I don't know. I mean, it's 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 probably got quite a few different rules and regulations. Snakes now. with snakes, man. <laughs> now, wow, because that was the open air was awesome when it, it rained. Was. Yeah, <laughs> you have to bring the tables in from the sides a little bit and sing the the all the different rainy day songs. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah that's. That I'm sure they probably nowadays that I mean there's probably a lot of stuff that we did that you probably couldn't do nowadays like were you there the, the year that we had the hurricane no well uh do you remember Igor was Igor there yeah, when, yeah. so Eagle. Mm -hmm. uh Igor was like he got given a similar job role to Peter in the end whereas okay. he he was but he was overseeing all of the maintenance he wasn't he'd do it but he was it, it was his way of being bumped up from a unit leader to mm -hmm. sort of the the management level and there was a hurricane the one year and like there was a big power out in all of New York yeah and um you could see it coming in and it was there was like a, it was a really weird um sort of change in the in the atmosphere, in the air, it was like, it's like people describe, like you can feel that this storm is coming. Wow. And it was literally, we had to go around and batten up all of the glass windows. So like on the, the medical hut mm -hmm. where it had prop, it was a proper um, structure. I had to go up there, batten all of that. And then we were like, shit, all the fucking boats that are out on yeah, the lake. Yeah. So me and Igor, as it starts like starting to rain and the thunder starts coming and then inevitably the lightning's going to start hitting, me and Igor are diving into the lake to pull all the boats in, which <laughs> health and safety wise, that is just like, that is not the thing you want to be not... doing right in the, in the, <laughs> the fucking electrical storm. But um, Well, today uh, you, you not only would, would it not be, would have not have been uh, illegal, you would have probably had somebody going, 
filming you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on their phone. <laughs> These guys are crazy. Watch this. <laughs> hey, baby. So, yeah. yeah, and I, I'd be interested to see if um, things like the rules with the um, the the wild animals and things. Uh, yeah, if if they've got a different set of rules now, because. I don't know if you remember or if it was the year that you were there when the bear walked through the middle of camp. And um, me and he, now that must have been the year after your second year. Yeah. So, so this oh, bear goes, it's just, there was always, because we, at this point then, we had uh, the radio. So uh, there's like me on a radio. And me and Igor had always had a, a secret channel that we'd go to if we wanted to just talk to each other. Um but so Jen had a radio, um, Igor had a radio, I had a radio. And um, there was always sort of a, a code that would come over the radio. Like if you remember, if we were going to get inspected, uh, there was a camp inspector. That yeah, used to yeah, I remember that. And it used to, about- used to come over the Tannoy. It's a bright and sunny day at Camp Wakanda. So all the councillors wouldn't be aware that this inspector is going to come around. Make sure your areas are squared away. So we had the same thing over this radio. I can't even remember what it was, what the, but it's basically up at the, what was the other camp called? Oh, it was, um, Ki- not Kiwago. Ku- was it Kiwago? Kiwago, probably, I think it was Kiwago. Was that the one closest? Then there was another one that was further away, but we're all part of the same. I think it might've been Kiwago. Yeah, yeah, it was the closer one with the- yeah. um, And they had those older kids, didn't they? Um, yeah. And they had radioed over to us to let us know that they, had word that this i think it's a brown bear was just wandering dude and it walked straight across you know that sort of the parade circle or parade square where we did all the sports and the flag was there walked straight through there mine and eagle's instructions and this is it's this still might be the the ideal thing to do was to walk behind the bear like however many meters apart with air horns and we had to squeeze the air horns at the same time to make as much noise as possible. And then you see this, the the people talk about Tesla's off the mark. You want to see a, you want to see a living fully grown brown bear take off from the mark because it must've hit 30 miles an hour in the first stride and it was off. Whoa. Um, But I, like I said, I don't know if that's going to be, if that would be protocol these days, but um, (laughs) Yeah, I saw a couple of bears up there, which you don't because it's so close to New York City. You do, it, yeah. For me, anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be it's fair, fairly, when, it, mm-hmm. yeah. As, as soon as you get out of Manhattan, like I visited a few people that um, were local, like some being like Jen's parents, drove and visited them at, at, at one point, and it's it's really odd from a non-US native to understand that when you go out... Oh, sorry. uh, Don't hear you. Can you hear me now? It'll reconnect again in a minute. Where'd you go? I can see you moving. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Right. So as a non-US native coming over, like you, you see New York, you see LA, you see Chicago, you see, you don't realize that outside of those big cities within a couple of miles, there are what would still be 
big cities in the UK, mm-hmm. but they're not quite as advanced as as the popular ones that you would know that would be on TV or whatever. And yeah. even, to me, that even that, I mean, how far we had to drive to get to Wakanda from the city, that's crazy. Yeah. I'd be almost across the other side of the UK and we're still in the same state that was like and the difference between New York City and and even the kids the some of those kids hadn't seen trees yeah let alone a chipmunk let alone having to take a shit and it go down into a latrine which I'm sure they can't do that anymore yeah do you know what I mean I always remember like some of the kids being scared to use the toilet when yeah or take a shower. I mean, it was hard. It's hard enough to get kids to take a shower anyway. Oh, don't don't worry about those spiders and the moths flying around in here. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was just great. It was profoundly uh, cool and profoundly like uh, life, you know, embracing. I guess also for for both the counselors and the kids. Yeah, those you know they they there was no lights in those huts no. where we in our cabins. Nothing. It was great. It's so yeah. so so good. I hope they didn't put lights in that. I'd be I'd be bummed, just for regulation's sake. I I hope they didn't. Yeah, I prefer. I would prefer if they put in, you know, gaslit <laughs> lanterns than than actual electric light. You know, yeah. use candles. It's totally <laughs> unsafe, but at least you know. <laughs> at least it's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, it was uh, great though, wasn't it? Because you like, I thought. Someone like me, who grew up doing, you know, okay at sports, that sort of got me through sort of high school. I was good at sports, so mm. never really got in trouble because I couldn't, like, every night of the week, I was representing the school for a different sport or training. Um, but I always had that itch to be creative, always. I always felt like I wanted to be more creative, and I felt like the sports side of stuff got in the way but with something like Wakanda you had everything had to be creative yeah. but if you wanted to be comfy at night you had to be creative you had to you had to fight like when you went to that shitty redneck Walmart just up the road like you'd be looking in there like what can I customize my bed space with it's gonna <laughs> make me more com- what little gadgets have they got torch wise that I can read a book when the kids have gone to sleep even down to like our downtime where like you because you'd always have the one guy on patrol wouldn't you yeah. making sure the kids were all stay safe in bed weren't wandering about hadn't wet themselves or whatever and the rest of us would just have to be on camp somewhere and you sort of like just had to let somebody know you know if you were going to go off camp roughly whereabouts you know if you want to go for a walk or whatever at night which actually i don't know if you were supposed to do but we all did it um and like you and I would go to, um, hi. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. I'm doing a podcast. Didn't she tell you? Me? Oh, yeah. It's Darren. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. No, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought you were watching something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm glued. I'm glued to this. I'm interactive with it. No, what you just uh, want to uh, tell me? You know, I wanted to shop this. It's okay. Of course. Is that to go cool. to? A... You know, the roof. Yeah, of the course. Ceiling? I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same side. It's the right side. Go for it, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I really need to. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm doing a podcast here, man. <laughs> Look, 
man. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so you'd have to be creative with the, sort of your downtime spaces as well, because you know, naturally, there are people that you get on with more. Um, and so, like, for for you and I, um, I think it was Joey the one year, like Dan, uh, yeah, Joey, Rich, we, we'd go for we we tended to go to that completely pointless gazebo we'd yeah. sort of hang out there we'd talk we'd chat about you know what was annoying us what we what we were enjoying what we we're planning on our our break when we you know we get your week in between God, i missed to... you you gone away yeah i feel like uh, james woods in um in uh what is it casino yeah james woods in casino talking <laughs> to sharon stone you're going to, you're, you're, you're going away now. You're, you're going, where are you? I don't, I, I don't see. <laughs> Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if we, we sort of congregate most nights and just sort of just chat shit and have some decent downtime before going to it. And for, for most of us, I think it worked out quite well because who we were sort of roomed up with, we tended to have the guys that were quite happy to go to bed early and then yeah. the rest of us guys would just stay up, chat shit about what we've done in the day or tell stories of stuff we got up to back home. Get puffed. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I think that is sort of something that's potentially from a lot of people that I saw come and go from that camp. Mm they may not even realize just how how much they had to sort of grab onto that sort of creative side of themselves yeah. in order to just make those three, four months so much more enjoyable. Yeah. It's like everything. I'm, me and Igor built a beach the one year down by oh, the lake. Is that right? Yeah, we've got a load of... Oh, this, this was nuts. We've got a load of sand <laughs> delivered. We've got Jen to, to order this sand in. And using wheelbarrows and shovels, we moved it, and it, it was tons. It was literal, literal tons of sand. Yeah. Moved it. It took us like five days to move all of this sand, but we built a beach that they could have, uh, like you know, when we used to do the cookouts and stuff. You could have a beach yeah. cookout, so you could have a lifeguard oh, with it, right. and the kids could go swimming, have a little beach party. Yeah, it was cool. Cookouts. That was another great thing, wasn't it? That was something yeah. I really looked forward to building yeah. that massive fire. And then cooking for the kids and yeah. getting to eat some, getting to eat something that you'd cooked as well. That was because all the, <laughs> me all the meals were provided, and it was sort of that yeah. sort of standard. It was a standard fare, yeah, yeah. I did American macaroni and cheese, yeah, along with the eggs and the meat and the, yeah. you know, the soap, the whatever, the, whatever the pyramid might be at that time. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, enough camp talk then so what what are you up to at the moment you you mentioned about your youtube channel you oh yeah i mean no. I'd, i've got to say that i i was very curious when you sent me the message saying i'm going to be chopping down some trees for my youtube channel which is a sentence i never thought i'd hear in my life <coughs> especially from an actor <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding well it's all you know it's all done in perspective. It's all done. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's more pantomime. It's more, you know, 
it's going to be Brechtian with lights, done with lights. No. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, we own a forest, so I had to, uh, I either would be cutting trees or I'd be doing the YouTube channel, depending on how my back was. Back, my back is so much better than I used to, you know, think it was. I mean, it's much worse and I'm 53, but I just know so much more. But I know that uh, in the past, you know, however long I've lived here now, 18 years, you know, uh, I've lifted a lot of weight when it came to wood. And, uh, you know, after Monica's father passed, uh, then I was, now I was on me, my kids are too young and stuff like that. So we have these big, uh, you know, Scottish pines and um, uh, uh, spruce trees. Then uh, you need to thin out a forest. And as I get the firewood and there's bur a lot of, yep. bunch of birch, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm out there finding the ones to to get for the wood and and stuff and uh but so there's that and then um and then i also have a i'm uh, my job as i'm a personal assistant to someone who's uh, uh uh um pretty much fully disabled and there's a lot of lifting in that um, yeah. so i i don't want to uh sometimes when it comes to the wood season you know i call it the wood season meaning the ow my back oh Daddy has an excuse to go get a beer season um, would be uh, 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 I can't, I didn't want to choose between my job this job that I really like a lot and, uh, and not getting firewood. Cause then we have to buy it and we own a forest and they want, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. we don't have to buy, you know, uh, camel dung. We own a camel. Yeah. Um, so uh Nice. So there's that. And then uh, this YouTube channel is, uh, I did it. I finally did my first episode on my birthday, uh, July 18th. And I haven't, I haven't, haven't done anything till now. And I've, uh, and now it's time to put it up again, put up some more, you know, another episode with these different characters and stuff. So that's it. And I, I'm pretty much resolute to start doing it a lot more often. And, um, not to be a YouTuber or any of this monetary shit. It would be great though, but maybe to get a little bit of uh, a great outlet for me because yeah. I really miss doing stuff in English. I can goof off and I've done a lot of plays for our school, the school we, we, or we helped to build up and stuff. My uh, wife helps to run. Um, it's a private school, Montessori school, but I, I've done a lot of Christmas plays and shows and stuff that were just written with the kids or adapted from, you know, fairy tale theater or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I miss, uh, it's all Norwegian and I miss goofing and doing the kind of character that I have, you know, <laughs> or whatever could be a genie coming out of a bottle and it gets stuck. I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, and, and goofing with kids. Cause I, I know the kids, I show it to my, or I've shown it to my kids and then other kids and like even local uh, my friends they show it to their kids in Norwegian they laugh because that's a lot of mugging and mm. pratfalls and stuff like that so that's that's pretty much my life and, and uh father of three kids two daughters and a boy and I'm just you know so blessed to have healthy family I'm healthy to know the stuff I know about health oh healthy health <laughs> I feel like what's her name uh uh you know recovering what was it? well which one was she from um uh was it mags where the two women um oh oh i want to say though uh they're always drinking and they're such great actually oh um absolutely fabulous absolutely fabulous darling 
you know, it's like, and she's making, just throwing tomatoes in the blender. Oh, healthy health. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've learned quite a bit and uh, stuff in the past couple, well, for, oh, for a while, but definitely in the past couple of years about autophagy, about, uh, I just got to say that to me, <laughs> autophagy is so dang important and, um, and fasting and what's good to eat and stuff. And if you go to a place where it's 75%, everything has um, sugar in it, you might want to think twice um, and stuff like that. But that's every supermarket you look at everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've touched on a few things there that um, it's like we're running on a very similar sort of parallel in the um, beginning of lockdown last year. Um, I'd recently moved into where I live now and it had this summer house already in and it was like, well, that's mine. That's going to be my studio. I'm finally after probably, and this is not an exaggeration about 10 years of being, I, I could do a podcast. I love listening to him. Yeah. I could do, I could do this shit. This, um, I spent the initial part of, um, of the lockdown get, but also, even though we haven't spoken for quite a while, even at a young age, I think, you know what I'm like, I, I, I like to do, if I'm going to do something like a podcast, I need to have the right equipment. I need to get my artwork sorted. I need to know okay. that the headphones I've got are not going to be irritating me or, you know, cause it, you know, if you sit for an hour, two, three, I mean, that's the great thing about the way I want to do this platform is that I'm not as structured as I like to be with the, the whole setup. I want it, you know, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be sat in a chair that's going to be uncomfortable after 10, 15 minutes sitting in it. Um, but I want it to be free form. So, you know, as soon as the conversation starts to either wind down, then we, we end it if it's somebody that I don't know personally. But if it's mm. somebody that I know really well, I'll, I'll sit for three, four hours. I don't care if, you know, if we both got the time to do it, we just talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so there was that. And it took me far, like I said, I'm on episode 17. And this week is 16 more than me, Holmes. <laughs> this is, um, <laughs> this is, um, it marks a year this week since. So I've been a year and a week in more or less lockdown the, for the entire time. Hmm. Um, te- a good 10 weeks of that, I couldn't go to work. But since then, since after that, that 10 weeks, I was able to go back. But um, so there's like this, this great creative outlet that doesn't really cost anything other than, mm-hmm. you know, picking up a microphone, headphones, etc. Um, and I just have to make sure that I put the content out. I need to make sure I get in contact yeah. with people that I want to talk to, not people that just doing it because they're, they've, they've got a platform or anything. I'm really not interested in doing that. I want to talk to people. I want to have conversation and have repeat guests as well. So if somebody out there, here's something, you know, we talk about your back or whatever, and they're experiencing a problem with their back. They listen to the next one because they're like, well, I learned something from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I, I, um, I've always been quite good since, since my daughter came along. I've, <laughs> I've, I've always tried to, um, make sure i'm growing something in the garden uh whether whether it's whether it's tomatoes or lettuces and she's ganja (laughs) (laughs) um 
she she's ever since she was really little she's always liked to go out into the garden just pick them off and now her palate is adjusted to that so she she's quite happy to eat a salad for her lunch she's not gonna turn her nose at any vegetables she'll try try anything and so last yeah last year I well tomatoes I had I had so many tomatoes I had to give them away to people because me being me me being me I I read the instructions I googled everything and then I didn't do what they said <laughs> so I put so you get a pack of seeds they all went in yeah, right. So so I ended up, <laughs> I, I'm not joking, I ended up with about, I think I counted, it was about 33 tomato plants, which all oh. of different types of tomatoes, but it should have been one plant of each variety, and I ended up with yeah. 33. And, <laughs> and they all came to fruit as well. So I just had like, I couldn't eat enough tomatoes. I was having tomatoes. Yeah, come on, dude. That's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, but did you know? Did it, uh, it wasn't just tomatoes. I grew everything, um, cucumbers. But I've continued it this year and sort of expanded. I've I've dog. Well, you live. You everything. get a lot of sun. A good sun then. Then uh, we did last year, and okay. I don't doubt that that was part. We had a we had seasons last year. Okay. Which I'm not sure. Well, I'm pretty sure it's only a theory, but I think that's because a lot of humans were told that they couldn't go out and drive their cars and go to work, etc., yeah, for a prolonged period of time. And we had one of the best spring stroke summers that I can remember. It was like be- it was like being in Italy. Yeah. But to the point that some of the greens that I grew did a thing called bolting, which you might know what that is, which is where so, yeah. where the conditions are a bit too warm or whatever, and they go to flower. Yeah, because they they're so used. Well, the way they grow is that they should be shaded, or in slightly milder conditions. Which in the UK usually spring. You're not getting blinding like my birthday last year. I think it was literally like a summer's day when we were in New York. It was humid, yeah, and it was fucking hot to the to the point that I had I took my daughter down to the river after a few beers and I was in the river, which I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't do that very often over here, but me and her, yeah. we, took, we took snorkels. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a really odd one actually. And it could be as philosophical or theoretical as I like, but the, day i went back to work mm-hmm. it was a gray day and it rained the entire day and i sat next to one of the other chefs i was like it's gonna sound a bit profound here but this is like the earth's crying because <laughs> it was at that point that the uk started to open up again lo and behold a month or so later I had to lock back down again because and then over here they did some stupid tier system which is where like if you lived in manchester or london you were in tier three, therefore, like clothing stores and stuff weren't allowed to be open. You couldn't Hereford, where I live, because it's so rural. We were one of two places in the entire UK, one of which, being not Hereford, was an island um, where everything could open, 
but with slight restrictions. Of course, we've got everyone coming from Wales. I was going to say. Birmingham, like they're all bombarded in. Come and use the gyms, to come and use the pubs, come and use everything. And How it was like, solve anything? Like, <laughs> what if, because you could, how do you even restrict that? Uh, have you got any ID with your address on it? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you got a Welsh accent. Yeah, but I've lived in her. Like you, you can't, you can't police that. It's dumb. <laughs> like Bill Hicks <laughs> would say, "I'm me, you're you, he's him." There's my date. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I did. So, owning a forest that has got to have. That's got to have some extreme perks, but also that's got to be a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, we have a stretch that's, uh, about, uh, half a kilometer away. And that's a good size. It's not that many, uh, compared to some force of, uh, owners around here. And then we have one right across the road from us. It's only about a hectare, a mole or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, but it's, uh, and that's beautiful. And that, that's when I, I, that's our like garden. That's my garden, magical forest, you know, the secret garden forest, um, which, you know, as far as taking timber and stuff, we've, we've thinned, we've taken timber from our forest because that's what it's there for. Um, and which has helped uh, do restoration and help with our house and, and put a new roof on the, this old 200, one of the oldest houses in this region. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure it was built by a couple of Swedish brothers um and uh stuff and every if, if you come visit sometime i'll show you in the down below because certain portions of the house are added you know long before <laughs> my time but like uh but down in the original you call stew uh, the, the original house we have the original wall uh wall on, that it's and you have the wall and then the panel on the other side the wall and or the panel over that and there's only sawdust between or and moss and it's the original wall that was axe cut and the roof, uh, or the ceiling was axe cut. So handmade nails. And then uh, the roof has been, the ceiling has been painted over and over, but the original, like the, the same uh, natural tone to these in, inside walls in like our living room, mm -hmm. they're the same walls that they were when they were cut 200 years ago, axe cut and put there. Oh, also awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. But so yeah. That was hard work for them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, does that make you like an an earl in old old Viking? Basically, I will have my my gray tea as well. And then you can call, you know, call me Earl, call me, but just call me. Now um <laughs> uh yeah, no, nah, I I think that uh, I, I've always thought of myself as an earl. No. <laughs> 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 No, so we we own this. I'm just a. It's a small brook. It's like a small, um, useful small farm, mm -hmm. and we have a uh, uh, fields and stuff. But we we rent them out. So um, and we have uh, they just come with because you don't people don't make make money off of just a small farm. I would if I had the extra cash. I'd actually get a, a little bit stronger tractor, and I would do it just for culture. Mm -hmm. Like we have a couple sheep. Yeah. Just for culture, you know. Um, and uh, but uh, basically, people you rent out your your farm your fields to uh, people who just rent it from a bunch of people, and it's like uh, they get a, they consolidate a bunch of uh, uh, land they're gonna plow and and develop and stuff or 
or work and then they pay you but then there's a they get there's a much there's no money in it basically right um and uh yeah so so anyway cutting wood can be really hard cutting down trees i've cut down some pretty big ones i actually cut down rich visited and he was here when i cut down cut one oh, down. nice yeah, yeah so he filmed it yeah, yeah, yeah man um and it got stuck at first i'm all okay cut cut the camera no I'm kidding but it was stuck <laughs> in some other trees so then i had to like winch it with my little ATV, I, I'm gonna get this sucker down. Oh, I hope it doesn't fall on my winch. No, but uh, and then he got to see it fall and stuff. But it's all the stuff you got to do. Just you chop them up, these big old suckers, lift them, get them to the farm, and then I cleave them and stuff like that. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, it can be heavy, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm so much more fun. I do what uh, also a traditional um, they 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 stuff with uh, wood stable so it's almost like i think it comes from old celtic old you make a circle and you stack them up and so and then you just put uh i put pellets at the bottom and you just fill it full of wood just different types of all the all the wood but it doesn't have to be even wood or any of the stuff but the ones that are on the outside have to be even and i kind of build it in uh toward the center so any wood there's no risk of it falling out on anybody and right. um yeah and uh, I, what's it called? It's called a, a wood. Um, you can find it. I, I YouTubed it. First, I saw it here in Norway. And I YouTube. Anyway, and I love doing that kind of stuff, even though that bending over all the time and moving the wood and then putting putting it in the barn at the end of the at the end of the summer can be kind of like heavy and stuff. I just love the designs. I think they're so bitching. And like, and you're basically a little chimney, yeah. making a chimney. So you're drying the wood really well. Um, but so that's that. And then, um, you know, uh, the YouTube goofiness that I really want to do. And it's kind of like uh, back to having done it. And then like, I am, I, I have, if things have to be, I make every excuse in the book. You know, it's like, it's kind of like if the kids at Wakanda hadn't, like what we just mentioned, if they hadn't been on their way or arrived, I still would have been like, no, I'll, I'll I'm just going to be sorting stuff out. It grounded me, but I need a kick in the butt to actually yeah. do stuff and i started kicking myself in the butt now just because and uh yeah i think it's a great outlet so and i'm so happy to see that you're jamming or hear that you're jamming i hear it i, I can hear it <laughs> yeah it's um it's it, it's been a nice thing to do if you know what i mean like like i said like everybody that i've had on whether it's my brother who does his own podcast, he does a mental health podcast. All right um, on, good man. Um, or whether it's somebody that's fighting in the UFC, or whether it's Erin or Michael. Or, have you ever heard of Daniele Bellelli? He's a mm. historian over in the states, an Italian guy that moves cool. to the states. Um, he, yeah, he's his podcast is quite mind blowing. He's he did a particular episode that I, I loved, which was on Crazy Horse. And it's it's phenomenal because he, he he tells a story but and links it in with quotes, but he, always, he also expands into why somebody may in, have interpreted Crazy Horse's behaviour, etc., in the way it was when, in actual fact, the, looking into the, the culture at the time, this is why he was doing so. And it's like, he's, he was a brilliant guy. I um, and in my everyday, if I didn't have something like a podcast to do, 
like I'm not phoning Daniele Bellelli and having a chat to him about um about different historical characters. Am I? Yeah. I'm not I'm not getting to have that conversation. So it's yeah. um it's been it's it has been really it's been really humbling actually to sit here and just chat because it doesn't matter who like I did I knew you lived in Norway in the middle of nowhere I didn't realize that you had a forest and that you were you were you work the forest I didn't know that <laughs> in, in actual fact I was trying to remember what you told me that you did for a living now so that I wasn't like what do you do again Pat <laughs> I, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to keep my creative outlets going though, like my photography uh, and and this podcast, and, and I, I do find that when I do sit down and speak to somebody, and it's a great conversation and I get a bit buzzed afterwards, it does sort of push me to make sure that I do then sit down and edit some photos. I've got photos that I've taken last week and I've got photos that I've taken two, three years ago. They just sat like hundreds of thousands of photos that just sat on memory cards. Yeah. I've never yeah. done anything with. And, you know, when I did this shed, I, I had a thought of like, why don't you either get them printed and put up in your studio? Yeah. Or even see if anybody wants to buy them for their house. Because what go. good what good are they sat on a fucking disc drive? It's actually <laughs> no good. Picking up my guitar. I yeah. can play the guitar. Why do I never play the guitar? Same yeah. question. Same question. Why is Pat not putting his funny out on, on YouTube? It's it's yeah. you do, I think uh, as you get older, you there's all sorts of things that you do a lot less, which I think for and even though men at the moment are pretty bad in the news in terms of the UK because of um, stuff that just happens in the news, which obviously you may have no context to, but basically a a, uh, a young lady got murdered uh, a couple of weeks ago and they reckon it's a, uh, a Met police officer that actually did it. Okay. And so they were talking about men getting a 6 p.m. curfew and all sorts. And it's like, well, that's not the answer, is it? I don't no. think. No. So, but um, but I do think that, I mean, I can only speak as a man as well, because I'm not I'm not a woman. I'm not trans. I'm not. I'm just me. I'm just a man. But. And it's a slightly different situation at the moment, but hanging out with my my mates. Going and having a beer at the pub. Because it's all, and this has all come to light from um, talking to the the local lads that I had on, um, a guy called Paul Mann, who was my uh, coach at a team, and Nathan Scott that I played alongside. We were talking about like the dressing room, so the locker room, as you guys call it, and it's like that's what I miss most. Not not the playing and limping for three or four days after a game it was the camaraderie with 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 yeah. my mates yeah so, you know, I, I i don't play my guitar as much so i don't sit in my studio messing around with photos seeing if i can make a boring photo of maybe some graffiti into some sort of pop art which i'm more than capable of doing mm -hmm. um and the reason i don't do it is because life <laughs> 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 I, can't, 
I, I work um, between 35 and 50 hours a week in the busiest restaurant in Hereford. Uh, I've got a daughter to sort out with football because she plays soccer. Um, um, you know, on a regular basis, I've got to go visit my mum. I got. You gotta say hi. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Um, she doesn't live far from me now. I, I literally live around the corner from her. All right. Um, um, yeah, it's just stuff, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. you're probably you probably don't feel as inspired to sit in front of a camera because if you've spent a day doing your regular day job and doing some stuff for the forest and seeing the kids and seeing I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little I'm 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 more more probably yeah I wish see yeah, I'm still so hyper ADHD uh I was actually diagnosed here in Norway yeah. which is really <laughs> it's not like you know California oh here you want some Ritalin you know yeah. oh you know um no uh because I wanted to find out what was going on and I've you know dealt with that well I dealt whatever um but I'm I'm actually very insecure so the idea uh, I'll admit it um in a sense of of a failure like I have this fear of failure and uh and so I I would like order I still I've ordered a red queen costume that I'm totally going to use and stuff and it's like because I don't have that yet and I can't do stuff and the green screen isn't and I was just like and so this in short um a lot of fear of failure that kept me from doing this stuff but you know recently uh just kind of reconnecting my um, mom is uh 90 years old in New Zealand we got to see I took my daughter and I went to see uh when last March to New Zealand my brother's daughter's getting married so we went to the wedding and my mom came from California and just as every the shit hit the fan mm-hmm. so we barely made it back to norway my daughter and i but my mom stayed she actually had open had out open heart she had a um some uh, valve or something had a fix in new zealand in september uh, or as october after she f- turned 90 she's so sharp and everything up here mm-hmm. and she's in one of the safest places on earth yeah and she's still there after a year um so i'm like wow i'm so like reconnected with my brother there and just kind of appreciating how good it we've got it and knowing that like with this pandemic there's going to be no connecting there isn't really connecting the swedish borders closed Mm -hmm. um which is only about 15 kilometers away you know um which is fine because yeah yeah we have to do it but there's no so for me finally i just decided you know other than a lot of the stuff i was just taking like like learning about my own like i did a lot of ice bathing this fall until i couldn't go because the lakes froze and i looked for a place and it was only the river and then it was pretty crazy then I'm like daddy where are you going daddy's going ice bathing <laughs> and i got really used to the cold like uh it was two well, it was probably zero but like two celsius um 39 whatever the um and uh uh i finally i've I have finally will it remains to be seen, but I've come to a point where it's like, I feel like that, that age of, of slowing down. Like I said, I feel like I know more about my back and I'm stronger. And I like, I get up in the morning and I'll activate my, I'll do up squats. I'll activate my body stretching. What wasn't just doing the slow yoga. It's like, no, I got to get the blood pumping because at my age and, you know, and then fasting, I haven't eaten since Monday night. And, uh, and now we're having this podcast and I feel fine. 
you know, because I'm, I'm used to it. I worked up to it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll probably go eat a three, you know, a three Tommy burgers with <laughs> chili on top and a cherry after this. I'd have to make them though. There's no Tommy burgers here. Damn Norway. Anyway, um, so getting past the insecurity was more of a sense of like, now, not only do I want to help, which I should have gotten the idea a long time ago because kids are all alone at home and I just do light, goofy stuff. But also I get to, it's my way of connecting with that part of myself. Cause even if I won't, can't share it with you, can, I can share, I can watch it with the thing I just did, like a, the couple of movies I just made and watch them. And then like, oh, I want to edit this and put it like that and feel like a connection with that. And it doesn't have to be perfect. My green screen doesn't have to be perfect. I was like, oh, it's, it's got it. No, no, no. Do you got time? Throw up the lights. The lights are up. I'm going to leave them up. You know, I don't <laughs> try not to knock them over in the morning. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like, just go for it. And, and sometimes it'll be good. I made one that I don't think is great, but before I would have like, no, I can't do it. It's like, no, the timing's off, but it'll do. And it's got a, it's got a, uh, but up at the end, the kids will love, you know, and, or people will love cause it's dorky. And um, so that at my age now, I feel more uh, like much more awake. Not that I wasn't before, but like, in my 40s and stuff but it's like now it's not like so much that i know the clock is ticking man you know which is true you know i i, I read the, the stoics marcus aurelius the soul you know the soul is is is, is a is a verbal or a vortex and everything else is rotting you know whatever um that may be true but i can still activate the part of you know <laughs> i can use i can use my muscles i can use the biggest muscle in my body my ass you know instead of like just back all the time and it's like, yeah stuff like that um, so with that kind of progressive thinking toward diet and my own thing and, 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 and my family and, and trying to be more awake and, and also having to deal with, um, uh, certain sudden things like getting in that water, dude, I'm, I'm going to jump as soon as I can. I'm going to get in right into it. And there's the first 30 seconds, you're like, oh God, oh God. but then you get used to it. And then I go swim for 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes when it's ice cold. The same with, um, with fasting. It's like, I, I get the hunger pains. Like I said, this has been since Monday night, I, I haven't eaten, but it's kind of like, boom, it makes you kind of appreciate how, um, you know, it's this, it's like the suddenness of, wow, I'm, I'm alive to do this. I couldn't, you know, I, I could have just written, I could have just, you know, uh, not, not bothered. I, you know, I can't be asked, <laughs> English partner one time used to say that all the time. I can't be asked. Um, yeah, and uh, it feels great. It feels great. And who knows? Maybe suddenly I'll be like, you know, hey, fasting's good for you and die. But I hope I do it on camera, and I hope it looks funny. Yeah, um, it's amazing. It, yeah, yeah. So, um, get to the stage of the the podcast now where we have to start wrapping up but yep. there's uh, a few sections that i i try to try to make sure i squeeze in it's just uh, it was more this sort of came about when i was potentially going to be doing solo podcasts as well so me just talking which mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't actually got around to doing an episode yet because i literally sit either in front of a camera or just with the microphone and i'm like now nah, who's going to listen to that? <laughs> so I'm still at the stage of 
purely doing it with with guests but um so one section is like shit my dad does so that's that's something that i sometimes bring up i haven't really got anything for that at the moment but basically my dad lives with me and he infuriates me at times with his like um i swear if he went to get diagnosed he's on the autistic spectrum and as he's uh, getting closer to 70, it's getting worse at times. But to other people, it's hilarious. But when you live with him, it's, it drives you batshit crazy. Um, another, another section is um, irrational stuff that you're scared, you were scared of as a kid. So um, an example I always use for this is that um, near where I went to school and where I lived, when I was in sort of primary school, touch um, starting high school, there is a church. And as you know, you've, you've been over to England before, haven't you? Yeah. Like most churches are old as fuck. And they've got a lot of old graves and old style gravestones. So there was a, like a, this huge, like, like to scale human, like angel, that had the wings and everything looking down on somebody that had obviously been buried there. They obviously had a bit of money to get a headstone stroke statue put above it. But we were always told as kids that at certain times of the year, that angel would move. And me being like, I stand by this. I was the most scared kid of all time. I still to this day can't watch horror films I, I I can't I can't watch him because I I'll, I'll watch like my daughter's into um, like the Vampire Diaries and things like that which you know sometimes I, I I'll sit and watch some of it with her but and I'm a bit like this is not age appropriate but I'm also not being that parent um, but I'll you know I'll, I'll then come out to the shed and I'm constantly checking over my shoulder and I I know vampires aren't real but in my head if they were just on the telly there's that chance. There's that chance that door's going to open and I'm not going to know. And I'm a vampire now. Um, so but, and it's, <laughs> I think it's that irrational fear I, as I, that I had as a kid that sort of shaped that sort of like can't watch horror films and stuff. So have you got anything that, that you can think of? And you look back and you think, why the, fuck, why the fuck was I scared of that? That's ridiculous. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm still not scared of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the Bloody Mary. When I was a kid, you go into the you go into the bathroom and uh, you close the door, and if you say Bloody Mary, do appear. Bloody Mary, please appear, or something. Three times, she's going to appear. Whatever she she is. Yeah, I've heard, I just, heard of that one. That seems to be one that done the rounds the world yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, all over. It's happened. You know, they say it here in Norway. The kids, and I used to be Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, because I'm out of here. Don't appear. I'm out of here. Um, so there was that one. I mean, just general ones of, of uh, you know, the dark. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. an easy one, but like unfounded fear, literally, because of my imagination is off the hook. It can be off the hook, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know if, if I let it go. And then to be up, oh, I've got a great story. This is a cool one. That's short, too. I remember um, we've always kind of been into health, but it was, I think it was like at the end of the 70s. And my father started, uh, he was in the transcendental uh, meditation diet. He was su- such a great guy, progressively thinking and trying to find, you know, new ways of thinking, new ways of thinking. 
Um, that sounds so Soviet. Anyway, um, but uh, so 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 we were, we were watching. Uh, I was sick, and my brother had his friend over, and The Exorcist was on. It was on ABC, you know, movie of the week or something. And I was like, "Can I watch this?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, son." But uh, you have to drink. I want you to drink a pitcher of this, uh, you know, every, you know, once an hour. So a pitcher of water. Mm-hmm. So it was like a pitcher would be like a, a liter, over a liter. So I'm like, oh, no problem. Because I love drinking water. I still do. Love drinking it. And then uh, every time there was a commercial, run to the bathroom in the dark, you know, went to the bathroom, came back because I was full, I was just leaking what I was drinking. But I was watching mm-hmm. a scary movie with my brother and my dad. And it got freaky and then the ex- exorcism, and then the whole, well, you guys, yeah. And then the movie ends and everybody goes to bed. And I remember, and I went to bed and I had my own room and, and then I'm so full of water and I got to go to the bathroom in the dark. None of the lights are on everybody. You know, I, I wasn't going to call for my dad to come. And so I remember, I think I made it once, but I remember just creeping in, creeping out of my sheets out of, and then creeping, running into the bathroom, dark, turn on the light, you know, practically wet myself. And I, get, I think I went, yeah, like I said, once. And then after that, I swear to God, I was just sweating under the cover. I know I'm going to pee again. <laughs> and then I just, like, I think I passed out. But I was so full of water <laughs> and so full of fear. So I definitely don't recommend that for doing that to your kids, man. Um, my, my kid, she loves scary stuff. <laughs> she she loves it i mean she's she's into she, i think she got this from she started watching the sort of japanese anime and some of those oh, yeah. are quite quite scary and now she's got on to like she'll kira yeah she'll she'll start watching um you know up to, uh, she's 13 i'll allow her to watch up to like a 15 over yeah. here um yeah. but she, she doesn't even jump she doesn't even like i don't know where that comes from because it certainly isn't me um and the other the last section that i I tend to try and get done is uh overrated underrated okay Uh, but it could be anything it could be food could be exercise it could be something social could be Mm. a particular candy bar like whatever um yeah, just something that you think is, un- and they don't have to be related either. It could just okay. be like you you think one thing is massively underrated that either people do or people eat or people listen to, um, and something that you think far too many people are doing and it's completely overrated. Okay. So, no, I just get a million thoughts, things kind of mind, but um, I think... Um, underrated what would be under, underrated would be like uh um uh I, I want there's a side of me that tends i tends to want to get philosophical here but I, no, that's I fine you could you could be pick a cheese a type of cheese now um just uh um underrated would be uh Hold on, give me a sec. <laughs> no, it's a uh, no. Just um, underrated would be chilling 
no, I, I, dude, I'm going to blow this one because I, I, I was going to say chilling by yourself instead of, you know, being logged uh, LinkedIn or whatever. And it's like, no, nah, that's pretty obvious. That's an obvious one. Well, Underrated. Um, I think hanging out and partying uh, instead of hanging with the family is way overrated. Mm-hmm. I have to say that as a dad, because I, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of acquaintances, but my kids always came first, man, to the degree and not to the degree of like detriment, mental detriment or any of that stuff. I've got these incredible memories, man. Mm-hmm. I was a home papa for years. But uh, I think, you know, have, you know, hanging out with the, the guys is wicked overrated. I would say if it means um, like you're that clock because the clock is ticking like time away from your kids that are going to be not kids for long. I think that's way overrated, wicked over it. Cause like pretty soon it's like, Oh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, now their voice is changing. It's like, Whoa, dude. And it's like, why would I want to be anywhere else? Don't get me. I'm not talking about taking a break. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the usual hanging out with people as socially and stuff. I just mean like doing it all the time and having my, you know, going down the, the pubs or whatever the mm-hmm. hell the, or any, or here I've got to go. I've got to do this sport. I've got to do my cycling. I've got to do this, this, and this, this, and it's my time, my time. It's like, dude, cool, your time, but your time together with your fam is so priceless. And that's another reason I fast and I want to continue. Uh, I want to continue to have a good brain for a while. My mom's 90 and you know, 90 and a half. Mm-hmm. She's so smart. You want to take her to a museum any in any country and ask her what this represents in historical, and she'll tell you all about it. She's so smart and so well read um and so i think that uh yeah i think that's overrated and then uh, underrated would be uh, cell phones man or no uh, what am i trying to say (laughs) (laughs) cell phones are underrated they're great (laughs) Uh, did i just say overrated yeah overrated underrated i think would be reading at this point because not because reading on your cell phone is one thing but reading i think if we if we shy too much away from reading and probably not so much in the uk there's still some reading going on here in northern europe and you know but in general if the tendency becomes just zip it up and that you know have it read for you or viewed and without having to like just use the, the 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 brain power you get you've gotten from either your education or from educating yourself. Like Frank Zapp always said, if you got any balls at all, drop out of school and educate yourself, (laughs) but we can still do that at any age. And I think that might be underrated. I think that giving, giving it up, giving it up to the, to the, the net, giving it, giving it all up to the gizmos for our next thrill is wicked overrated, but taking it into your own hands is underrated. There, there's, I said it. Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks for your time, Pat. It's been great catching up. Um, you, we'll definitely have to do this again. Maybe you can dress oh. up next time when we'll do a video um, episode. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ho- hopefully by then I'll be plugging, yeah, I'm on my 70th episode. Uh, yeah. You know. So if um, also if anybody wants to check out your YouTube channel, what what is what's it called? Uh, it's Kids Coffee. Kids coffee, kids coffee, um, which you won't find because there's not enough watch. But if anybody wants to just see it, 
for the first time, bring up first, or you just type in YouTube, first coffee do, I think one word coffee do, and then mm -hmm. you'll see, you'll see this dork uh, with kind of like a Sherlock Holmesy uh, 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 outfit on. That's me. Okay. Is it, <laughs> first in, coffee do. is it in Norwegian or in English? No, it's in English. It's and in I only have one episode up, but I'm working on more. Well, I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it in the podcast notes. So if anybody oh, is cool. interested, I'll just click and hopefully you see your clicks go up. I don't know. And just I'll make this quick, but I don't know how to turn on comments. It's like, you can't get comments. I'm like, okay, I went in. I even went, I got a YouTube tutorial on how to do it. Okay, they should be on. I can't turn on the comments. So it's not, I started out being a kid's channel and I turned off the comments and I can never turn them on. So it's no offense if somebody wants to say, this sucks. It's like, <laughs> by all means, but I'm never going to find out. So yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> Sometimes that's for the best comments. All right. I don't read the comments. On any no, I, I didn't plan to either. So it works out better this way too. Okay. Well, nice one, Pat. Really, really great to catch up with you. And um, like I said, we'll do this again soon. Good to see you, um, brother. Nice one. Cool, buddy. So.